Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast. This is where you come to get the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life. And today we are talking about what to do when feeling burned out at work. So maybe you're feeling a little bit more, maybe a lot burned out at work this time of year. Well, let me just say you're not alone. Burnout, if left to fester, can affect you physically, mentally, and of course, impact your entire life because what we experience at work isn't left at the door when we come home. Not all the time, no matter how hard we try. And actually, the more we try to not bring it home, we're still carrying it. You know, we know about it, even if no one else sees it. So essentially, with burnout, you've checked out. And you couldn't possibly do differently if you tried because burnout leaves you feeling apathetic to the point where you've stopped putting in the effort at work. You're exhausted. Your performance suffers. And then finally, burnout creeps in to affect you physically. So maybe you're having headaches or migraines. Maybe your sleep is suffering. Maybe your mood swings are... uh, pretty far and wide, or maybe bigger than they usually are. And, you know, your relationships are probably suffering as a result of that too, because perhaps you're not even easy to be around. But it's interesting because burnout isn't a medical diagnosis, but it can be tied to other medical issues, especially depression is something that could be behind burnout. Because This is a feeling that's kind of a a bone deep sort of stress that brings with it physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion. So how can you tell if you're experiencing burnout? Well, personally, I think you know already. Um, Maybe you're not willing to admit it. Maybe you think you can power through it, um, that it's only for a specific period of time, but If this isn't a one and done and it's more of a pattern, then you got to take a look at it. So here are some signs to be on the lookout to make sure that you can start making better choices for yourself. And actually, that's what my daughter-in-law says to my grandson. Make good choices. That's what we're talking about here for you. Um, Some of the signs are you just can't get excited about work anymore. And, you know, I have been there waking up and looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, who are you? And scared to death because nothing that brought me joy brought me joy anymore. It, it was There was nothing I could get excited about or be happy about or look forward to. That's a sign. Maybe your performance at work is suffering. You're still trying to do everything that you know how to do, but things just aren't coming together for you. And perhaps people are starting to notice Maybe you just can't put in 100% anymore at work or at home or with anything else. It just, you can't dredge it up. You can't really find the energy to do it. You feel exhausted. And I mean beyond tired, like I need a nap. Um, It is profound exhaustion that you just can't shake. You take a nap, you go to bed early, and it's just not working. 
Also, maybe you're starting to have physical symptoms and ailments. Because, you know, as high-achieving professionals, women in leadership, people who aspire to be in leadership, whether we have the title or not, you are the kind of people who keep all of the plates spinning. And perhaps even you pride yourself on how much you can get done in any given day, how many of those plates you can keep spinning, how many balls you can keep in the air. Look at how busy I am. And busyness is a trap. But, you know, when we keep testing the limits of what it is that we can reasonably handle each and every day um, because it's a matter of pride, well, you know, things can go off the rails pretty quickly. And when they do, we no longer have any control or influence in that period of time. So, you know, throw in the upcoming holidays and things can get messy fast. So how does burnout happen? You know, I think I read a statistic that 42, it was either 42% or 47% of women are consistently burned out. This was something, um, a statistic from 2021. So this isn't anything that's just some of us, it's a lot of us. So how does it happen? Well, there's two main ways that we can think about burnout. One is physical burnout, physical exhaustion. The other is mental exhaustion. You know, physical exhaustion is usually what shows up first. That's what we notice first. And it's often accompanied by physical symptoms. And that's why we notice it. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm having headaches. I'm having migraines. I'm having stomach aches. My stomach gets upset every time I eat. Uh, You know, there's fatigue and you just can't seem to shake it. Maybe it manifests physically as, you know, weight gain. Um, or weight loss. Maybe it's muscle pain or insomnia or digestive issues, you know, whatever the case may be. Mental exhaustion is an aspect of burnout, and it's a little harder to spot because it doesn't show up in the body necessarily, but it's affecting you nonetheless. So there are many ways to treat burnout, and it depends on how severe the problem is. And it is a problem. You can't keep going on this way. And, you know, is it affecting other areas of your life? You know, only you can gauge how much of it your life that you have impact or it has impacted. But, you know, it, if it is a more severe problem for you, you know, I keep in, in mind that you may need to seek help from a therapist or, or a psychiatrist if it's severe. Uh, you know, sometimes we let it go and it's just not within our wheelhouse to be able to deal with it. And I know in my particular case, when I hit the wall, when I experienced burnout, um, I couldn't figure it out. And actually that frustrated the living daylights out of me that I couldn't handle this, right? I'm a high achieving woman. I'm a strong woman. I should be able to power through this. What's wrong with me that I can't figure it out? And um, it did require going to a therapist and getting help. And what that help was for a period of time was um, anti-anxiety medication. You know, that that medicine served a purpose. I knew it wasn't a long-term solution, um, but it did serve a purpose. So you do what you need to do to handle um, where you're at and start making good choices for you. Some other options could be, you know, if it's less severe, if your burnout is less severe, is meditation. And you know what? There are all kinds of tools out there now to help you with meditation. Uh, Insight Timer 
is my personal favorite. There's Calm, there's Headspace, there's there's all kinds of apps out there. If you say, I don't know how to meditate and I don't know what to do, well, check out one of those apps. It will guide you through it. You can pick a meditation that is five minutes long or 10 minutes long. It's not like you've got to sit in a yogic uh, position for you know, 45 minutes or an hour. Start out small, but do it consistently. Maybe even just being mindful. You can look up mindful techniques. And mindful is just the act of being present, being in the present, not letting your mind wander or ruminate or catastrophize what's going on in your life. You can be mindful making a cup of coffee in the morning. And that could be something like, you know, approaching the machine and taking in what the machine looks like and smelling the coffee when you open the can and paying attention to scooping it out of the can or grinding your beans and just being purposefully present for every single step of the way, being in the moment and totally focused on what it is that you're doing. That's mindfulness. You know, making a cup of tea or taking a walk, you can do the same thing. When you embrace these techniques on a regular basis, they make an impact. Also, practicing gratitude. And again, gratitude does not have to be um, complicated. It can be thinking of three things that you're grateful for in the morning or three things that you're grateful for at night. But paying attention when um, something happens that you can be grateful for. Blessing the fruits is what my coach calls it. And being aware of when things come in that you can be grateful for. Taking some time to recharge, you know, pulling yourself out and disconnecting yourself, uh, taking a walk, getting a massage, going on a vacation, doing a staycation, um, whatever it is that you can do and whatever recharges you. It could be cooking or dancing in your kitchen or playing with your grandkids or, you know, going to a museum or taking a hike, whatever works for you. Taking some time to recharge. Another option is to delegate either at home or at work, right? Lighten your load a little bit at home. It could be something like, hey, I need you to cook dinner or go get dinner. I need you to clean up the kitchen. Um, Letting the kids fold the laundry, even if it doesn't turn out perfect. Um, At work, it could look something like having a conversation with your boss, you know, about the effects of this. Being clear that this is not just a one-off. This isn't just happening now. It's a pattern. And it's something that you need to do something about and you're asking for their help. And you know what? If they aren't willing to help you, if they aren't willing to get you, then I don't think you belong there. Because um, it says something about that person if they're not willing to step in and step up and help you find a way. Uh, Another way is to log off or disconnect. You know, the work and home lines have been blurred Um, especially if you work for um, remotely and are on hybrid meetings, Zoom meetings and things like that, log off or disconnect at a specific time. Tell yourself that here's the deal at five o'clock, at 530, at six o'clock, whatever the case is, I'm I'm done. I'm not going to check my phone. Uh, You know, I'm not going to answer calls. Uh, You know, maybe you have some sort of bat signal if there's something that someone really, really needs, but don't let them take advantage of it. Um, so making good choices for you because burnout doesn't go away until you make it go away. You're the one who can do something about this because you're the one who's feeling it. And I know that putting this on you may add more pressure right now, but it's true. 
We make choices when to say yes, and we make choices when to say no. We know what we can accomplish, and we know what is beyond what we can handle. We feel it. But until we understand that we teach people how to treat us, including us and how we treat ourselves, nothing changes. And I really want more than that for you. So be good to yourself. And here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve. And if you would like to know and want support and not to be by yourself about your next steps at work, your next level at work, or perhaps your next chapter in your career, then go get your free workbook. I've got a guide I've put together to help you get clarity on the right answers for you for what's next so that you can map it out. You can go to the five-day career clarity workbook. That is number five, daycareercarityworkbook.com and get your own copy and start tapping into your answers and getting the clarity that you deserve in your leadership and life. So take care and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.